Welcome to Love Basel Talk on Basel Society. When I hear this music playing like this, I feel like I'm in a New York station, right? Like, or or YBC back in the day when I was a young woman and they'd be playing all that good ass music. <laughs> good morning. Happy Monday. Yeah, my voice is a little dry this morning. I don't know what that is, but don't, not to worry. Like, I don't feel bad. I'm not sick. I'm not having a dairy episode. I just think I've been doing a lot of talking in the last week or so. <laughs> And and my voice is like, girl, shut up. <laughs> so I, I really think I've just been talking so much uh, that my voice is fatigued. I mean, it just happens. I mean, I talk every day for two hours. And then I'm out there in the streets talking. And then I'm hosting stuff talking. So, yeah. So good morning. All right. Let me, let me recap the weekend. Hey, Harry. Hey, Paul. Hey, everybody. Tomorrow's the election day, so I'm excited about that. Uh, Cause we we the three of us, Markeisha, Michelle, and I, back in studio tomorrow night for uh, politics, political shenanigans. <laughs> We're gonna be watching these races with a fine tooth comb and only the way that we can. I hope the Connecticut News Junkie folks can join us, uh, Christine Stewart, cause she's fun. Uh, but we'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't know what Tom Breen has lined up for us tomorrow night. But whatever it is, we will be drinking wine. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, anywho, uh, let me recap the weekend. And you know, the weekend starts on Thursday because Thursday. Uh, oh, I'm a week ahead of myself. I'm like, who is this coming on? Did I, I didn't remember talking to them. Nope, that's coming up Thursday. Oh, I know. Wednesday, uh, we went up to Interlaken for the CLP Listening Leadership a couple of days, Wednesday through Friday. But that was a good time. You know, it's a, it was a hell of a drive. It was an hour and a half, like an hour and 40 minutes. Uh, but it was so... And and snow, I, I I was in the midst of my first little snowstorm kind of vibe thing happening. So Ife and I drove up, a whole bunch of us drove up, um, you know, a separate car, everybody, you know, getting there. Um, people I knew, people I didn't know. Uh, it was such a wonderful place. The place is pretty. The food was amazing. The staff was great. Uh, and we just had a good time. Uh, and it was, uh, it was uh, amazing to sort of, you know, you get these opportunities to tap into your leadership and to and to think about leadership and 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 how you listen and how you want to be heard and and all those kinds of things and 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 it's a wonderful time out because you don't get that time anywhere. Like we're not sitting in happy hour talking about leadership stuff. I mean, we're just not doing it. So so when you get real time blocked away for this, it's it's really a gift. So it was good. 
So the facilitators were uh, Kia, Kia uh, Levy Burden, um, uh, Brandon Hutchison, Dr. Brandon Hutchison, uh, Liz Hammond, and uh, Eric Ray. And it was just, they just, they just, you know, created safe passage for us to, to be in the moment, to be with each other. We had a good time. And of course there was some electric slide up in there <laughs> and, a, and a banging and a banging playlist. <laughs> so, so that was my Wednesday, my Thursday. And then I got back on Friday and uh, was chill on Friday. I was really, really tired. And then Saturday I got up uh, the arts awards I went to the Quinnipiac Open House in the morning, which was really good and very helpful and informative. Um, not like the information session that they do online. Uh, this was really, really a good, a good session. I, I'm sorry I couldn't stay uh, for the whole thing, um, uh, but ran into some folks, got some information that I would not have gotten if I wasn't there, which is one of these serendipitous things that I love. Um, so set me on another path thinking about something else, which was really good. So, uh, so I hung out there, went and had my makeup done. Uh, I didn't get too much makeup done. She just put a little foundation, some eyelashes and, uh, and a lip liner. And I put in my own lipstick and no eyeshadow because my skin is irritated. Something is irritating the mess out of me. So anyway, so she gave me a little cleanser and she told me to get, pick up a moisturizer and I did. And so we'll see if this can calm this skin a little bit because it really is uh, a pain and then we had the arts awards at uh john lyman center for performing arts it was wonderful and if you want to read all about it uh go up on uh uh the new haven independent is up there uh karen ponzio covered it lucy gelman was there but i don't know if she was covering it i think she might have just been there as a spectator but i don't know i didn't check the um i didn't check the new haven uh arts paper site yet but um, there was a lot of people there covering it, so it was great. So you'll the next couple of days you might see some more uh, info and intel and 411 on the arts awards. It was great. The red carpet was fabulous. I dragged Hope Chavez to the red carpet and she co-hosted it with me. Uh, I don't think I'll be the uh, host of the red carpet next year, uh, which is uh, and listen, I'm not sad about it. And they did not ask me to leave. I I am. I am deliberately giving it up myself. <laughs> so, so uh, uh, it was a good time. It was a good time. It was a good. It was a good time. It was a good time. We had a good time, and and I got pictures to show for it. They had a photo booth. These photo booths have come a long way, baby. They are so streamlined and slick. So that was a nice touch. So here, here's my photos uh, that I took, and then here's the ones that uh, me and Ife took together. You know, because we had a good time. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. And then they give you a little frame for it. So I've got like a bunch of these now from different organizations uh, that I've gone to their galas. So it was fun. It was very nice. Very nice. Uh, so and then I, I left there right after the awards and I ran up to the Lynx Gala. But parking was terrible. And I just didn't want to drive up the hills and park in people's residential streets. So I just turned around and went back to uh, Lyman for the party and I uh, had some pizza and drank some wine and uh, shut the place down. It was great. <laughs> it was great. It was, it was fun. It was, it, people had a good time. People looked fabulous. 
Um, if you want to see the actual, if you want to see the whole thing, uh, Kevin, uh, Rev Kevin and company was there uh, video uh, taping it. So it's up on the YouTube. So you could go up to uh, uh, the Arts Council, Greater New Haven YouTube channel, and you can watch the whole thing. I posted it up on my Facebook site. I think the Arts Council has posted it up on their social media sites. So so if you didn't get a chance to see it in real time, you can go back and watch it. And it's fun. It's It really is fun. The awards was really nice. The stage, they took my cues because I was like, the first two times we did this, the stage looked awful. <laughs> but they filled the stage with stuff and it looked really nice. I was very, ha I was very, very happy about that. <laughs> High five to, uh, to Winter and Rebecca, uh, Mina, and uh, hope and and all the players um, that and and volunteers that uh, worked worked the arts awards. Such a beautiful job, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you to all the sponsors. I mean, it was just it was just just it was just the place to be. It was a, it was a lot of fun and a great DJ. It was great. I mean, you just couldn't ask for a better Saturday night. And the weather was warm, so you know it it was nice. The pizza truck was out there slinging pizza. And people were very happy. I was happy. Everybody was happy. It was happiness, happiness all the way around. <laughs> so, so that was Saturday night. Yesterday, I had a, a brunch. Uh, I had late lunch with my my good friend Bobby, and she looked so radiant. We had a great conversation. We went to Rawa. We had a uh, great food. It was just one. It was wonderful being in fellowship with her because we have not done that in quite some time. The last time we did it. Uh, her daughter Jill was in town and we had a good time, but we went to Cats, which is, I like going to Cats because they're the only coleslaw that I'll eat. And I like getting a hot dog with sauerkraut, but I was in the mood for something else yesterday. So we went to Rawa and uh, had uh, uh, Mediterranean food. And then uh, after I hung out with her for a bit, uh, I made my way down to uh, Possible Futures, hung out there. The uh, Yale Law women was holding court lovely to meet some of them young women uh who are going into law as a profession it was lovely to talk to them um uh some of them knew me uh some of them heard of me so it was really nice to be in their company and they brought great desserts and they brought vegan desserts which are sitting in my fridge as we speak so so that was such, so it was wonderful i had a it was a great weekend i never have a bad weekend and and let me let me let me just say this for those of you who are on the fence about doing the cinnamon challenge, get ready for December. I'm not kidding you. Get you some cinnamon and some salt, a little bit in your hand, stand outside, open your door, stand outside your door and blow your intentions three times into your, over your threshold. I'm telling you, my life has changed so much since I've done this November 1st. I am not kidding you. Just saying. And it's only day six. And I I just feel I feel the uh magic swirling around me. It, it really I really do feel it. I I don't know how to explain it. I'm not gonna try to explain it. I'm just gonna go with the blessings that are swirling around me. And they are swirling. They they really are. Like really. <laughs> So anyway, and so here we are today, uh, November 6th. <laughs> it's, been, 
It's very, very nice. Very, very nice. And uh, I think it's a, a relatively warm, bright day out there. You know, uh, uh, relatively warm. So today I'm excited because guess what I have? And I need to send this to Harry right now because Harry's like, I, I only hear about this second nature. Harry, um, I've got the uh, Hamden Democrat team coming on at 1015. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to send it to you right now. <laughs> so now I, I won't do this for New Haven because I think New Haven has a lot of opportunities to, to reach out to constituents, you know, uh, but Hamden is a little different. And, uh, and even though I'm not a Hamden person, uh, I'm very connected to the politics of Hamden uh, because my good friends are politics sitting in office in, in Hamden and, uh, and, and, and it's exciting to me. So, so anyway, uh, that would be Karima Meekins, uh, uh, all the folks who are, I think the mayor, all the folks that are coming on at 1015 to talk about Hamden and his politics. Uh, and listen, Hamden's got this black woman Republican running for mayor who doesn't claim being a Republican. Like she doesn't proudly throw it out there. <laughs> now, I don't know what that's about. If I was a Republican, I'd probably be that way too. Or no, I wouldn't be that way because uh, I walk in truth. So I don't play them kind of games. If 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 I'm a Republican and 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 I'm a Republican right now in this climate, own it, own it. Because if you ain't own it, what you doing? Then you then you faking the funk. So anyway, so and she's a sister, and you know black. <laughs> Black Republicans crack me all the way up on a lot of levels. They crack me all the way up because they're quick to say we not that. But I, but are you though? Aren't you? Aren't you that? <laughs> and I know I have and I have listen, there's only a handful of Republican, black Republicans that I could I could even have a conversation with. Uh um uh, and, and and who are reasonable, smart, intelligent, and and wise. And and there's not that many of them. I'm listen, no shade to the Republicans, but all shade to the Republicans. So there's a handful that I, I can sit with and be like, all right, all right, you know, and who get it, who are like, we got to be in this party too. Like we gotta be on both sides. I like those kind of Republicans. What I don't like is those piss toting Republicans. Whatever the whatever the piss of the day is, they're happy to carry it. I don't like those kind of Republicans. I, I just don't. And though and those those are the treacherous kind of Republicans that ain't loyal to nothing. I like Republic black Republicans who know that they are black, who know that we have to be on both sides and and, and are watching out and 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 not toting piss. Too many, too many of them tote piss. Whatever whoever's pissing in the bucket, that's the bucket they carry. Right. And they don't even care if it's if it's if it does harm to the majority of their people and to the communities that 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 their people come out of. They don't care. And so I can't get behind them kind of Republicans, white, black, green or otherwise, but specifically black ones, because it just feels traitorous to me. I said it. I'm sorry. Not sorry. I'm not sorry. So, so anyway. So anyway, so I understand this sister running for mayor in Hamden. She 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 don't got Republican on none of her materials. <laughs> so she just riding on I'm black. 
I'm black and I'm proud. <laughs> Girl, what part are you? So when people go to the go to the to the ballot, they gonna look for her under what? Republican? That's a that's 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 disingenuous, I think. But you know, people people are not stupid. I mean, they are, but they not. Do you know what I mean? Like people will people will see that and be like, oh, I the one people who are awake. The woke folks would be like, oh, I see what this was about. Oh, no, girl, no. You know, but then there'll be some would be like, well, I liked her. Let's give her a chance. You know, it's all it's always those who will who will happily walk the slaughter. Do you know what I mean? Like it's always some of those who will just, well, she can't be no worse than anybody else. Uh, the hell she can't. <laughs> Are you kidding me? If that if that's the rationale we go with. <laughs> We we in for a world of trouble, my people, my people. We in a world of trouble if we think like that. Don't think like that. Don't even don't even think like that. Come on now, don't think like that. Let's not think like that. So anyway, so so we kicking off the week with politics tomorrow. I'm excited. This is a good week for talking. So I, I'm gonna bathe my voice in champagne and tea. <laughs> That's what works for me. I don't know what y'all do, but that's what works for me. Uh, John Miller, John Mills tomorrow is uh, is my guest. Uh, he has a book coming out about the color regiment. Uh, I, I want to say the Connecticut color regiment. Um, uh, and and the, the New Haven Museum folks already put up materials uh, for the uh, uh, flyers for the conversation. Uh, but I, I'll, I'll post something late tonight uh, about it. So he's coming on tomorrow. I'm excited to talk about that. Uh, then I've got uh, Michael uh, Fidel uh, from the Adrift Project, who I met at the Arts Awards uh, the other night. And uh, he's the captain and president of Adrift Project. It's a floating artist residency. Child, I never heard such a thing, but I was intrigued by it. So he's going to be on uh, Wednesday, and we're going to talk, talk, talk about this because I want to know more. And then uh, I've got Elsie uh, Harrington. She's the director for Little Women uh, at the Yale uh, Yale School of Drama or something or other. She's coming on uh, uh, Thursday. I'm telling you, I'm, this is a talking week, baby. We are talking, talking, talking. And then I don't have anything going on on, uh, on Friday. <laughs> I got guests every day this week. We talking, talking, talking day and night. Woo! Talking, 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 day and night. Listen, if I go to law school, I might have to flip this show to a night show because then I can really talk some ish. Could you imagine Babs After Dark? <laughs> Harry, we have to do Babs After Dark. Woo! Well, we can play, we can, you know, burn some incense, play some quiet storm music and talk a whole lot of ish. Yikes. I'm just saying. Keep the fires burning. Keep the fires burning. Keep the fires burning. Uh, there's a talk going on uh, tonight. If you all have time, if you have time, get to this talk. There's this wonderful book out, uh, the Yale uh, Racial and Law, Law Racial Racial and Justice at the, the Law Center. Um, are doing this, uh, uh, having this uh, author come in 
about the book Shielded. And uh, let me let me uh, let me pull it up so I can make sure I get it so I can tell you right. Uh, let's see. Uh oh, you know I I always I always got some mess going on. Uh, let me see where is she? Huh. Okay. Oh, there was somebody else I needed to connect to. Yikes. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Anyway, uh, I don't know where it is now. Darn it. Darn it. Darn it. Darn it. Darn it. Anyway, it's a book talk. It's a discussion on... Uh, I think it's called Strained. Something like that. Anyway, why cops can't do right. <laughs> I'm that's not the title. I'm just making that part up. But it's it's along the lines of, you know, why why is uh policing so ripe with foolishness? And uh I posted it up on my 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 Facebook page and my Instagram. Uh it's it's uh it is tonight. And uh I want to make sure that people know about it. And uh, and and have some time. Ooh, there's so many. I got so many uh, so many things. I can't even. Ah. Uh, anyway, my timeline is flooded with uh, uh arts awards, which is love. Oh, shielded. How the police became untouchable. So uh, the Law and Racial Justice Center. We'll discuss Shielded, How the Police Became Untouchable with author and law professor Joanna Schwartz. So Professor Schwartz will be in conversation with James Jeter, Full Citizen Coalition co-founder, and Daniel Dunn, Access to Law School fellow and member of the Police Accountability Commission in Hamden. So it's at 53 Wall Street Auditorium uh, from 530 to 7. So if you're around and you and you have some time, you you should really check this out. Uh, I think these are necessary conversations that people ought to be having. And uh, and if you could have them, uh, I think goes a long way with deciding how we want policing to go uh, in, in our cities and towns, particularly in New Haven, where, you know, we are the architects of of um, community policing. And, and you know, some years we, we're good at it and some years we're not. And I, I don't know where we are this year. <laughs> I don't I don't know where we are this year with community policing. And that's no shade on the uh on the police chief. I think he's got a lot on his plate. And uh, and he seems to be one of these people that uh likes being police chief. And I think that's half the battle battle if you if you genuinely like what you're doing. I saw him at uh I saw him at an awards thing and I said, you know, he read uh he read uh the other side of prospect and I, I suggested to him, I said, you know. You really probably should start uh, hosting uh, a, a reading group. You know, get police officers to read along with you books that are meaningful and that could help change the, tra the trajectory of how police are being seen and, and put something on police police officers' minds other than, you know, blue. Because <laughs> once they learn from whence they come from and what they come up out of, I think that I think that makes a difference in how people want to change the culture, the climate, and the temperature of policing. 
I, I I think that's you would want to do that. And and you know, people can say whatever they want on the outside, but until police on the inside start to sort of make the connection between uh, what they're doing and and how they interact with citizens, uh, change is not going to come. You know, they can disguise it and hide it, uh, like we saw with the with the with the police the police guy who was uh, in one of these little states talking about. He hates black people. I want to say Arizona or some damn where. And he's got all these, the, the police, the internal affairs is doing an investigation on some other mess. And they came across his his text to another fellow police person talking about, I hate black people. <laughs> oh, I mean, it could have been worse. He could have said, I hate niggas. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. I can't make this up. I just can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. So, 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 yeah. So, if you've got time, I, uh, I, I really want to go tonight. But I, 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 my friend Carissa, I've been putting off hanging out with her for some time, and uh, and I gotta go spend some time with her. So I'm gonna miss the conversation on policing on this book. I'm gonna miss it. So I'm sorry about that. Uh, but you know, my friendships are dear to me. And so I got to spend some time and my friend, Amazaro is in town. I'm going to see her sometime tonight. So, you know, maybe a late night, not too late, but a nighttime kind of thing. Cause I, I got to spend some time with my friend Carissa. Cause I, I, for the last several months, we have been making dates and I have been canceling them. You know, she may have canceled once, but I've canceled like three times. And so I'm adamant. I'm going to spend some time with her. Uh, this evening in her studio and she and she opened her new studio she moved her new studio and I've been meaning to see it for quite some time and I'm not so I'm gonna go see it today we're gonna hang out in the air and drink some champagne and eat some food and talk and catch up and be girlfriends you know so and that's important it's important to me so so I'm doing that tonight then I'll catch up with uh uh, uh Anne and Ife and whoever else uh, we could we could wrangle into this into this you know so 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 yeah so I I'm listen I'm all right I'm meeting with my uh, law school coach this afternoon um, <laughs> I'm in, I'm in the stretch I'm in the stretch babies I'm in the I'm in the <laughs> I am in the stretch oh my God it's so much to do so much to do and when I get off air today. I got to run and go give some blood. I got to go do, do some blood work that I have been putting off because I see my doctor tomorrow. <laughs> I know they're like, you are messing with our whole program, chick. I know. I know. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. I I'm on Ozempic and uh, I'm on a very low dose. And so, you know, every time you go, they want to see how you're doing so they can bump you up to the next dose. And uh, and it's time for me to get up to the next dose. I've already lost. Um, let's see. I can tell you how much I lost. And I, I can see it in my body. Like, it's not all one place where I've lost weight. Now, sometimes you could you can see people, they've lost weight, and you just see it in their face. But I, I can see myself in my whole body where I've lost. You know, I'm still, I'm still lumpy. It's a different kind of lumpy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't care. This is what I know about weight loss. And I just learned this. I just learned this. I just learned this. That you have to, you have to uh 
I'm I've never been uh one of these people that just absolutely hated myself about the way I looked. I n- I never spent that kind of time thinking about oh my god I'm so fat and therefore you know all uh, uh, there's no options for me. I that never even entered my dear mind. I mean I I I don't even think about it. I mean I know that I'm fat, but I don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about being fat. Plus I I dress nice. <laughs> I have nice clothes, uh, but I've always had nice clothes, right? Ever since I was a grown up, you know, I, I made a point of having nice clothes uh, because I, because it's a, it's a worth thing for me. I, I like being well appointed. I always have. I don't like being, you know, any old kind of way. I don't show up any old kind of way. You, you I rarely see it. You know, I wasn't one of those women to be outside with hair rollers, that kind of mess. I wouldn't be outside with a bonnet. No, no shade to people who do. Now, listen, I don't got no no beef with nobody who does that. I just know how I like to show up in spaces. You know, your kid, your Harry said. My grandkids used to say, "I just had a big a big heart, not fat." <laughs> and you still have a big heart, and you're no longer fat. So anyway. Uh, so, so I need to bump up to the, to the next, uh, to the next dosage and God knows, I don't know what that'll do so far, so far, so good. I've been tolerating, uh, uh, I've been taking Ozempic quite well. When I, when I started on Ozempic, I was 306 pounds. Yes. Three, 306 pounds. I was 306 pounds. And I, and I didn't realize that until I asked what my starting weight was because in my mind I was just like 300 pounds not 306 and you know if you're a fat person those pounds make a difference what you say (laughs) but now uh I'm 200 I'm 277 pounds right so I was 306 pounds and now I am uh 277 pounds so I've lost 29 pounds and you know, give or take a pound or two. Sometimes I, I'm back up to two two seventy-nine, two eighty, two eighty-three, and then I'll, you know, rein it in and get back down to two seventy-seven. So so I that's a that's a that's a, a a slow weight loss, which which I, I like actually. Um I like it. And I and I would imagine it probably would be a higher weight loss if I actually, you know, move my butt. <laughs> You know, if I actually took a walk, rode my bike. <laughs> uh, so like when I lost the 50 pounds for the for the for the first hip replacement surgery, I didn't have no tools. I had to like lose this weight without any support. Just like, okay, stop drinking, eat this, you know, just small meal. I mean, I, I really put it, you know, I really amped it up and I lost 50 pounds in a short period of time. Uh, I don't advocate that because I, I, once I had the second hip done, I pretty much put all that weight back on. So the Ozempic is allowing me to be very slow. And I've been on it for like four months now and only lost 30 pounds. And I've been watching people like I'm, I follow some Ozempic groups. People are whining about that. And they were like, you don't want to be losing weight fast. And I get people want to get to, get to some whatever. I, I don't really, I don't really. I don't really have an ideal anymore about what that would be. I, I tell you what is motivating me. I would I was on a let's see, uh 
six prescriptions, six. I'm only on three now. So since I've been on Olympic and lost 30 pounds, I've dropped three prescriptions from my rotation. Three. I've dropped three, you know, and lowered the doses on, uh, no, haven't lowered the doses on anything. We lowered the doses and then we got rid of them. And my blood pressure is perfect. My blood sugar level is wonderful. So, uh, so that, so that's, that's the, that's the, that's what Olympic has done. It has, um, it has, uh, really helped with, uh, uh, stabilizing my blood sugar and uh, getting me off these other medications for high blood pressure. My blood pressure has been steady, steady, rock steady, rock steady, baby. It has been like that. Um. So, so yeah. So while I've only lost 30 pounds, which is fine, I'm fine. You know, it's, it's nice to have lost anything. So, you know, uh, I've got more weight to lose. I, mean, I got a lot of weight to lose, but I'm in no, I mean, I'm in no rush. I mean, if I die tomorrow, we just get a casket that accommodates. I mean, what? I'm not going to lose any sleep over weight loss, you know, and I've done everything known to man uh, for weight loss and not in a frenzy kind of way, but just like, oh, I'll try this. So right now I'm I'm good. You know, I, I tend to eat like one meal a day which is fine. Uh, I've been supplementing with magnesium, which has been very, very helpful uh, for my sleep. Uh, 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 I've been, uh, I got to get back to taking my, my collagen peptides, you know, uh, that has been very helpful. So uh, I need a good multivitamin. I'll figure that out too. So, uh, and that's it. Like, that's all I'm doing. You know, uh, I don't, I tell you, it has really uh, curved my, I don't think about food in the way that I used to think about food. It's not an overarching. And I, I still eat, right? Like I go out with my friends, we have dinner. Uh, uh, I, I, when I'm home, I don't, I don't over snack. I don't do any of that kind of stuff. I don't even think about it, you know? So, you know, and I'm, I'm satisfied with like a meal a day. You know, people are like, oh, I couldn't possibly. But when I get up in the morning, I'm not hungry. I may have tea. I may have coffee. Sometimes if I if I have a hankering for like eggs and bacon or waffles, you know, and since it's hard for me to get that out in the street, you know, waffles and pancakes, I'll just mix them up here, you know. And it's usually two waffles or maybe two pancakes, you know. And I and I always pair that carb stuff with, um, you know, like eggs or bacon or sausage or something you know and and i like pork bacon but i also cook up some impossible sausages because i actually like them you know they're really tasty so so i'll 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 do do that with some eggs you know so so yeah so i gotta go get my blood work done you know so they can see what's going on in the body you know like can i still take this stuff and you know, and it's, you know, it's a little shot. It's an easy little poop, poop, you know, little alcohol wet, wet wipe, put the little needle together, stick it in, poof, it's done. Listen, it's a lot better than giving myself insulin. I would prefer that. You know, insulin is every day. Ozempic is once a week. 
you know. And uh and I think I think now you could get it in pill form. It I don't care one way or the other, it makes no difference to me, you know, uh how I get it. The injections don't bother me one bit. You know, I mean I think for traveling purposes though, uh uh a pill probably would be better only because uh in the needle form, uh the injection form, you know, you have to keep it cold. So so it's in my fridge. But anyway. So yes, I see my doctor tomorrow. That's that's where we are. But today I got to run and get my blood work done. So I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna do that as soon as I get off air. I'm gonna run and do that, and then I'm gonna run by uh, TJ Maxx at Marshalls. You know, I need some new socks. It's been a while since I bought socks, and I was looking. I pulled out my socks because I have them in a bag. You know, I put them away. And they're so janky. I was like, why are all my socks so janky? Well, it's been a long time since I bought socks. <laughs> I was like, I just bought these socks. Chick, you bought these socks like five years ago. They they all pilly and, you know, it's not worth trying to pick all the lit, you know, they're just beat up. Holy. So I was like, okay, let me, let me just go pick up some socks. Because it's getting cold. And, uh, and I don't want to be caught out there without any socks. So you know what I'll do? I'll just go, I'll buy some black socks. I'll buy blue socks. I'll buy some funky socks. I'll just buy a bunch of socks. You know what I mean? To keep me, you know, I'll buy some Christmassy socks. <laughs> I'll buy some wool socks, you know, for, you know, when the weather is all, you know, whatever it is. And you got to put on your boot boots and you need like big socks. So I'll do that. Um you know, that kind of thing. So, so I need some socks. So I'll do that. And then I got to come back. I got to do some work, work. Uh, I got to do some work for the paper. And uh, I got to get ready for my coach. I've got stuff that I need to do for her. So it's a, it's a lot. It's a, today is one of these days. It's a lot of Monday. <laughs> you ever have those Mondays where it's a lot of Mondays? Some Mondays are like, you can ease into a Monday. And, and then Tuesday is your day, but Monday today is my day, like full on Monday. So I was like, all right, <laughs> okay, Monday. I'm I'm up. I showered. I'm dressed. I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready to to boogaloo, and uh, you know, and I I may get me a hat too. Maybe I may. I saw a hat in Marshalls that I should have gotten uh, the other week when I saw it, but I felt like oh, it's too early to be thinking about hats. And I have a ton of hats, uh, but it's getting cold now. You know, the cold will creep in and uh, it's time to, uh, you know, up my hat game. So I'm on a mission. I'm going to spend 30 minutes, TJ Maxx. I need a, I need a hat, some hats, some socks. I don't think I need any gloves. I think, I, I think I'm good on gloves. But if I, you know, if I see a combo, I love a good combo. <laughs> I'm all in. I, I, if I see a good combo, I'll, I'll snatch it up. You know, and particularly if it's in a color that I don't have, you know, like a bright, some kind of bright color, you know, uh, anything like that. So, so I, I, I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. That's my, that's my Monday. It's a lot. It's a lot of Monday in this Monday. You know, it's a lot of Monday. I got some miscellaneous errands I need to hit 
So I'm going to go out and then come back in, do some stuff, and uh, hit the ground running. You know, hit hit the ground running. It's a lot to do. <laughs> I'm up for it. I'm here for it. Aren't you? Oh, and I got to pick up some pres- some uh, some prescriptions. So I'll be up that way anyway. So I'll just run across the lot to Walmart and pick up my prescriptions. And uh, so soon as I leave the uh, from getting my blood drawn, uh, that's why I didn't drink any coffee or anything. I'm going to drink some water. So I'm going to get me some water when I take my break. And, uh, and then, because, you know, water helps loosen up those veins. And because uh, I have very small veins and it's such a drag. That's all right. We'll live. <laughs> we'll live. We'll live. I just hate it. You know, and then they always put that tape that sticks to your arm that just, it's just, I hate it because it hurts. It hurts more than the shot to take the damn tape off, the tape with the cotton ball on it. I don't know. Somebody needs to invent some painless tape. I think they just do that on purpose. <laughs> I think, because I believe, I remember having some painless tape. <laughs> I'm just saying. I can't stand that damn tape. Ah. It hurts worse than the shot than digging around in my veins. So I know, I know. I'm not complaining. Listen, I'm just grateful that I can uh I can get all the things done. So uh I'll be fine. I'll be just fine. And uh and we'll uh so uh, uh, everything is good everything is good so anyway that's that's my life in paradise that's where I'm at that's what I'm doing so this is a lot of Monday in this Monday and then when I get to the end of the day I'll be like Woo! that sure was a lot of Monday and then Tuesday it's not a heavy Tuesday but you know we've got election night stuff which is which is kind of cool you know, which is kind of cool. And if you want to know something about the election, Tom Breen, Tom Breen has a whole, I mean, uh, not Tom Breen, uh, Laura, I think Laura Glesby has a whole primer for you. So if you want to, you want to get ready and see what's happening and follow along, uh, the New Haven Election Guide 2023 is up. <laughs> so, you know, in case you don't know who to vote for, or what they stand for, or who the hell is running. <laughs> There's a whole primer for you. Get into it. Get into it. So, get into it. I think you'll you'll be pleasantly surprised when you engage in the political system. You know. Ah. Here we go. And that's the way of the world. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. I know there was something else that I wanted to uh I wanted to touch upon that I haven't done yet. But I wanna I wanna get to. Uh I am I am quite heartened by the way people are protesting. Um, the uh, 
the Israeli-Gaza war, I appreciate people um, taking a stand, you know, taking real concrete stands, protesting, showing up, and uh, being on the side of uh, what is humane and just. Uh, it is. It is good to see that. It really is good to see that, and uh, it gives me some faith in humanity when I see it. So, um, you know, I said at the uh, Arts Awards that, uh, you know, when, when wars, when we think about the loss of life, uh, and 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 what we are, what what we are losing. And, and what we could have gained if we didn't have war to contend with. You know, I think about all the the artists uh, that could have uh, been something, you know, to the world, who could have added art to the world, who could have been uh, a Mozart or, or, or Nina Simone or, or, uh, a Basquiat, you know what I mean? Like all these, all these people, you know, these children and people who who are dying uh, for no reason. You know, we are being deprived of their brilliance. War depletes brilliance, and uh, you don't know somebody. Somebody in that in in the rubble could could have been the. The, the 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 person that discovers a cure for a gazillion cancers, you know, or a cure for a lot of other things, like you know, like why we we have to get to a place where we're thinking like that about war, you know, what does it what does this what does it cost us? Well, we have to think about potential, and we have to think about you know the future. We cannot continue as humans. As human beings, thinking, uh, fighting, <laughs> duking it out physically, when when ish don't go our way, I I don't get that. So bothersome to me. It it breaks my heart. It makes me feel like we are unevolved. Do you know what I mean? Like we're unevolved. Like I I expect, I expect kangaroos to duke it out. <laughs> They don't got no language. <laughs> we we have the gift of language. Why are we fighting? <sighs> I'm just saying. It just breaks my heart. It really breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. So uh I just feel like we could be better humans and we're not and wars just speak to that to me wars just say we're not being good humans and war and you know war is bad for the earth war is bad for people i think the only thing war is good for is the economy and and by economy i mean ways in which people make money <laughs> you know the people who invest in war war who invest in war who invest in you know, the art of killing. And and by the art of killing, I mean tools of mass destruction. You know, no nobody's buying guns to 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 
you know, not to kill. Guns are designed to kill. I mean, they're designed to kill. Bombs are designed to kill. Why are we killing each other? Why are we doing that? You know, and this is, and I, this is not a particularly a religious question. This is a, this is an everyday practical life kind of question. Why are we, why are we, why are we killing people? We are so mad, or so outraged. You know, I, I, I listen. I don't got no fondness for terrorists. I think terrorists are the lowest of the low. But you know, I think all wars are ter terrorism in action. Right. Once you declare war, it's on and popping. It's on and popping. I just, you know, I just feel some kind of way. The more, the, the more that this goes on, the more I can't help but think about how much we are losing, how much the world is losing, how much the world is losing. You know, uh, it's, uh, somebody that has died in this could have, uh, uh, create the most beautiful piece of music that the world has ever heard, but won't because they were killed in war. You know, uh, somebody could find a cure for any number of things in the world, but uh, it, it'll take longer now because somebody was killed that that had the key that possessed the key within them to figure this out. I, we have to think that way now about war and why it's not feasible for the evolution of humans. It's not feasible. It makes no sense for us, not for the planet and not for people. And, uh, you know, until we are ready to reconcile that, we're going to have more of this. And I, I don't, I, no, who wins? What What is the win in a war? What is it? What is the win? <laughs> what somebody tell me what the win is <laughs> i mean i know we've won wars you know but did we really at what cost how how long are we willing to pay pay this high price for war and it is a high price and i don't care if people do sign up for it you know oh well, they signed up for it yeah well all right and what else so, so, so I'm going to, I'm going to wrestle with that for quite some time. I'm going to uh, continue to wrestle with that as long as there's war in the world. I do not want to get to the place where I'm complacent because I think being complacent means you're complicit and I don't want to be complicit. So I want to wrestle with these ideas all the time. You know, I want to wrestle with, you know, uh, these acts, these great acts of violence against humanity and against the environment and against Mother Earth. We have to wrestle with these. And maybe if we keep wrestling with them long enough that we will wake up one day and say, war is not the answer, but only love can conquer hate. Because, you know, we've got to find a way to bring some love in here today oh 
So I'm going to go take a break. I'm coming back with the whole Hamden delegation. <laughs> Hamden Democrats coming on the scene. And we're going to talk about what's going on in Hamden. I'll be back. Hi, this is Babs Rawls-Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHLB 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. Your touch has got me in the mood, tonight I'm gonna do something to you, don't be afraid. Shivers down your spine, girl. This thing on your mind. So come and lay your body right here, girl. You're beautiful. Shorty, let me get you right there. You're so beautiful. I can't wait to tear it up. Break it down.
I've been staring at distant shores. I've been waiting, wanting more for the whole night. And it ain't right. I've been saying what's on my mind, trying to explain what can't be defined. And for so long, it's been so strong. Suddenly it's clear. Now that I can hear these love notes, the ones that I wrote, oh these melodies. Here are some memories, and these love notes I found in an old coat mean something new. Oh. Want to lean on? Can you hear me? Come near me. I've been dreaming my angel will come, but I never expected that you'd be the one. Now I've found you. I wanna stay around you. Suddenly it's clear. Now that I can hear. That I wrote, oh these melodies. Here are some memories. These love notes I found in an old coat mean something new. All because of you.
Welcome back to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk on Babs Rolls Ivy. I got the Hamden delegation in the house this morning. Good morning, Hamden Democrats. Good <laughs> Mayor, morning. Lauren, Mayor, Mayor Lauren Garrett and uh, uh, town clerk Karima Mickens. How are y'all? Great today. Thank you for having us. Doing well. Excited for tomorrow. 
I know. All right. So, all right. So what's it like? You had a rally yesterday, which I couldn't make. I'm so sorry, but I was there in spirit. So what's the mood like? How are you feeling? I feel good. We've been rallying every day. Um, I had to rally this morning. I'm a little tired. So <laughs> I, I feel good. The, um, you know, the energy on the doors is really good. I had someone tell me yesterday that she's going to vote so hard in this election. So um, it, it feels good out there. So uh, do you feel do you feel like Hamden is in a much better place uh, uh, since you came into office? Absolutely. Um, we have improved bond ratings. We have a fund balance now. We have $30 million in grants so that we can improve our infrastructure and do some really good work. Um, we have, we've been paving roads, putting in sidewalks. We're, we're doing the meat and potato stuff that really matters to people. I love it. And, and you have a, a budding uh, arts community that is becoming quite the destination Hamden for art absolutely art expression Karima has been doing so much work on that end and it's beautiful um, bringing so much vibrancy into Hamden and um, we have some really great artists right here in Hamden and I love that Karima has been showcasing them so much I think so 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 tell me about some of the things that's going on so you got a new police chief right yeah, new police chief. Um, it took us a little while, but we got there. I um, I put together a police chief search committee, and I wanted to make sure that we really heard from the community and went through this process of finding the best candidate. And so we uh, we just hired um, Edward Page Reynolds. Um, he is from Hamden, went to Hamden High School, and then worked in New Haven for uh, several years before um, going out to a couple of different states um, and being a police chief in, in different communities. Um, so he came back to Hamden and um, he's he's very excited to be here and we're excited to have him. I love that. That's a good story right there. That's what you want to see when people come back to, to their roots. So Karima, you, you, you became town clerk and yeah. uh, town clerk is like, I, I would say the front door to all city government, right? Like... <laughs> Yes. You need That's to know something. You go to town clerk. You need a permit, a marriage license. You need all kinds of stuff. You started the town clerk's office. How has that experience been for you? Um, it's been great. Um, I always joke around and I say when I uh, the first time I walked into the town clerk's office and I, I, you know, I had a look at the location. I was like, whoa, there's so much paper everywhere. Oh, my goodness. Coming from corporate <laughs> where there's like no paper and then coming to town government where there is a lot of paper. Um, it was uh, it was like, you know, I you know, looked at it and was like, oh, my goodness. Um, but what it did is it gave me um, hope because I remember when I was when I first started working in corporate, I was in at Verizon it was Bell Atlantic at the time and how much paper there was then and then to see where we were able you know to 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 go from there and so and 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 there's two sides to this coin because coming from corporate you think oh you don't need as much paper you know technology is the way to go i 100% believe in technology but let me just tell you the importance of those <laughs> documents and the, listen when things happen you realize how important it is to have that actual you know um a document that, you know, the real documentation 
Um, and it's so those permanent records. So you really realize how important it is. So I get to see both sides of the coin. Because first, when I came in, I was like, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to automate and automate. And it's like, yes, let's do that. But let us not forget the importance of maintaining those permanent records. Oh, my so gosh. I love it. It's been a great it's been a great journey from you know, dealing with permanent records, uh, dealing with the people. Um, like you said, we uh, from a town clerk's perspective, you're dealing with from birth to death, right? From the moment that new citizens are born into um, Hamden to when they leave us, right? So my team takes care of that, um, as well as some of the happiest days of people's lives when they're getting married, right? So we take care of the copies and um, give you the originals for that. And um one of the things that we did uh, last year was we automated a process where you can get your um, birth certificates and marriage licenses and death certificates, copies of them online. So before you had to come into the office and do it, you still can. It's based on preference, but it's available to you if if you want. Oh, that's good. Wow. Pro look at that. Progress already. Already. All right. So tell me about the Democratic team that y'all assembled because I saw the picture. I love this picture that y'all took. Tell me about this team. And and is this the team that you rolled in with? Is this the same team? So we have, um, if you look at mayor, town clerk, and council at large, it's all women. And it's it's pretty amazing. We have district candidates, so nine different districts in Hamden, and um, uh, Paula's coming on in a minute, and she's from the 6th district. Um, Adrian Weber is in the seventh district. We have um, a lot of uh, a lot of diversity throughout our entire slate. So we came in with diversity, and a couple people have um, decided not to run for re-election, and so we have some people um, coming in for their first term um, this this fall. So um, that's really exciting. Tasha Hunt is new to. Um, to the legislative council running at large. Um, so it's it's an amazing team and I'm really excited for the next two years. I love it. So when you're out there knocking on doors and 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 uh and running for office requires that, what are you hearing from people? What what issues are still looming large that you'd like to, you know, tackle the second time around? Well, it really is a lot of the, you know, what's right in front of them. They need their sidewalk fixed. They need their road paved. Um, a lot of mismanagement of the past also means that there hasn't been um, investment in infrastructure. And so we need to get that going. Um, we've done a lot of road paving and sidewalks over the last two years. But um, when you look at sidewalks, we have $20 million worth of work to do. And it's just going to take us years to get through all of those lists. So wow. um, just continuing every day to tackle it and making sure that we're funding our infrastructure, because when you don't fund infrastructure, it just gets worse. Mm. And it means that you're going to have to spend more money down the road. So, um, you know, aside from, um, you know, making sure that roads and sidewalks are taken care of. Um, people really care about taxes. And that's something that we are just, we have to pay down our debt. We have to pay down our liabilities. So the way that I explain our taxes is if you put your bills on a credit card and then you didn't pay that, that credit card in full, instead you just paid the minimum payment, um, what you would owe down the road is going to be astronomical. 
And so that's essentially what Hamden did for a while. Paying the minimum payment has meant that now we have to pay more for what was borrowed before. Um, we're paying more for it now. And so um, our taxes, I believe, are stabilized at this point. And in a few years, they'll come down. Um, but we do have to make sure we're not passing this debt on to our children. Mm. And I so, also hear, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no. What else do you hear? All right. I also hear about crime. Um, so, ah. yep. So, you know, people are, um, they hear a lot about crime and, um, you know, have cars stolen, that kind of thing. Um, but Hamden really is on trend with what we're seeing throughout the state where um, you see certain crime coming down and then some property crime increasing. And so we uh, have gotten a grant from the state of Connecticut to add some deterrent patrols for stolen motor vehicles. Um, but, you know, this is something where you know, we're going to see Hamden follow state and national trends. And Connecticut is a safe place to live. We are in much better shape than many other places in the country. And Hamden is a great place to live. We see some crime happening, um, but it's it's a lot better than it was in the 90s. And we're, we're addressing crime in, in a lot of different ways. We're making sure that police are visible, but we're also looking to make sure that we're taking care of people, that we're providing more affordable housing, that we are making sure that people know about the different food resources that we have. Um, you know, it's important to me and to our team that um, we take care of people and that when people have what they need to live to survive, we'll see crime decrease. Mm. So talk to me about the economic situation in 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 uh in Hamden. How do you how do you grow that? How do you develop that? You know, I mean, we all know the Hamden Plaza and we all know, you know, all that that whole Dixwell drag, but but there's other pockets of Hamden that have um uh retail spaces, business spaces. Talk a little bit about the overall picture of economic development in Hamden. Sure. So economic development um, is one of the major ways that we can impact taxes in Hamden. And so we have done a lot of work to make sure that it's easier to open up a business in Hamden. And that means that we're taking a look at our zoning regulations. We've changed our zoning regulations and our transportation zones to make them less restrictive. So it's easier to start up a business. Um, and we have more zoning regulations to change, but it takes a lot of time. And so we started with the most important areas first um, with the transportation zones. Those are your major routes along Whitney, Dixwell Avenue. Um, and so we'll get to the other zoning uh, regulations soon, but that was the most important to tackle. We're also um, trying to make sure that when businesses are opening up, that the permitting process for the building permits is smooth and quick. We don't want people to take a lot of time waiting for permits to get approved. So those permits get approved within 48 hours in our building department. So we've done that work to make sure that it's faster to open up a business, um, but we've got a lot of excellent businesses coming to Hamden. So Full Stack Modular uh, moved their global headquarters into Hamden. The Haven Beer Company at the corner of um, Whitney and Dixwell Avenue is going to open up next month. We what? have awesome businesses coming to Hamden and it's so exciting. Um, I've 
cut ribbons at 30, 40 <laughs> locations. Um, and, and it's cool to be able to go out to the different small businesses and congratulate them and, um, and promote them. So there's a lot of great stuff happening in Hamden. I love it. I love it. So Karima, were you surprised at the way that the arts can, arts community is developing in Hamden. Are you surprised at the way the neighbors have, have come out and support some of these activities? Not, not really. Um, I think, um, you know, what I found um, is that we have like so many great artists that are just right here in Hamden, right? So um, I think there's been a lot of work um, that's done by the town. So led by um, Karen Bivens in the arts and culture um, department, um, a lot of work done by the arts commissioner, Lushonda Howard and her team. Um, and then they're just, they're just organic spaces. Like I know, I believe um, Best Video, they've been doing great work. So I, I feel like art has been here. Um, it's just, we just need to increase more space, amplify it, lift it up. Um, and I think the more we put it out there, people are looking for it. They're welcoming it. I know there's been an insurge of people that came from New York City and you know, they're looking for culture. They want, where are the arts? Like, where can I, you know, where can I go and, and be lifted and moved and transported? Where are the arts? So um, I believe we are answering that call. And I just look for all the opportunities that will continue to, you know, increase and improve that. Um, because I, like, you know, I always say, we, well, we share art you know, it changes the world. Like it is, it is the, the thing I, you know, I believe, um, you know, art just gives us a, a great way of responding, um, accepting, moving through, through the world. So I think the more we have it, the better everybody is. So. I, 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 I think you're right. Go ahead. Yeah. I, and even if you come into my office, you know, come to the town clerk's office, listen, I can't help it. It's, it's me and me. You come in, I have a big mural um, on my window, on our <laughs> window, the team's window. Um, and it has like, you know, a butterfly and flowers and, you know, we move through seasons and the intent is so when people walk into the space, it feels welcoming. Um, and it just does the thing that art can do for people. And that's even in our office. Hmm. Uh, Mayor, I want to go back to crime because I know that people people experience crime and then they hear crime and they're not always the same thing, right? And 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 you can have people amp up a crime situation that does not exist but instills fear in people. You know, I see it all the time where, you know, other people will say, "Oh, crime, crime, crime." And and then everybody else is like, "Well, yeah, 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 crime. That's a that's a problem, but they can't really you know, when you lay out the truth to them, it's like, well, you know, violent crime is not up and this is not up. And, you know, yeah, we're we're in the middle of, you know, uh, uh, other cities and towns are having these same things. Yes, property damage, that kind of thing. But but uh, for the most part, we're safe. How, how do you talk to me about what what crime actually looks like in Hamden? Sure. So when anyone experiences crime, um, that can be a, a very visceral um, feeling. And um, I'm not here to tell anyone um, how they should feel about the crime that they experience. Um, I communicate with a lot of people who have been um, victims of homicide. Uh, their families have been um, impacted by that. Um, and so what I can look at are some statistics. 
So last year we had five homicides in Hamden. In this year, in November, we're at one, which I think is fantastic. Um, the the one uh, homicide that we had was, um, it looks like it's justified, a, a justifiable homicide. And so I think that we are in a much better place um, in terms of our homicides. We've definitely still had shootings and I'm sure those can be very scary because um, what tends to happen is that, you know, bullets are just flying in all different directions. Um, there's, you know, it's it's just kind of um, indiscriminately shooting. Um, and so there have been homes that have been hit um, and cars that have been hit. Um, and that's, I'm sure, incredibly scary um, being right there. Um, but what we we also see is um, people talking about crime so frequently that it feels to people like it's happening more frequently than it really is. And so when I get emails from people about crime, I, I always... Um, you know, talk to them about wanting them to feel safe in their neighborhood. But I also share the, the statistics that are put out by the police department so that they can see what, what the actual um, crime statistics look like. Um, and again, the statistics that we see in Hamden very closely um, look like the statistics that we see throughout the entire state of Connecticut um, through in much better than what it looks like in the country. Um, and so while crime does exist, um, it, you know, it, we're going to see it ebb and flow um, to uh, respond to the economy, to respond to, you know, the pandemic as it did. Um, and so, you know, we want to make sure that we are there for our citizens um, and that the police department responds to the citizens. Um, but it's it's something that is uh, really difficult to address without big things like a community center for kids to go to, without big things like um, a gymnasium that's available for kids, you know, after school. So we're, we're doing what we can working with a lot of partners in town, like, um, Connecticut violence intervention and prevention. Um, we work with, we are the village. We work with, um, our juvenile review board. We, we have so many different partners in town to make sure that we are addressing, um, the different ways that um, violence springs up, through, sometimes through um, uh, people in um, kind of these conflicts that tend to go on um, and where people are um, getting revenge. And so um, that's where CTVIP comes into play um, to prevent, you know, this, this revenge from happening. Um, in spanning weeks and months, um, but also making sure that kids have positive role models, positive things to do um, after school. So there are a lot of different um, community resources and stakeholders that we are definitely working with um, so that we can address crime um, wherever it happens. Mm, that's good. That's a good, I, it, I, I think, um, 
uh, as a mayor, uh, you're always on the front line to talk about a couple of things, crime, education, economic development, and, 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 you know, quality of life, quality of life. What, I mean, both of you talk to me about the quality of life in Hamden. How does it, how, how does it, uh, how does it look now that you've had this, uh, uh, this term you've had a, a full term. Uh, what what does quality of life look like now in Hamden? And and if I'm a resident of Hamden, um, a, am I feeling good about my town? Am I am I anxious about my town? What 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 would you like residents to feel? So I think quality of life um, really depends on a few things: are the services around you improving your life? And do you feel connected to your community? And so we've done a lot of work in both places, making sure that our cultural events um, really tie into the diversity of our community, but also um, the uh, services that our public works are providing, that our police and fire are providing. Um, We have really great employees in the town of Hamden who care deeply about the work that they do, take a lot of pride in their work. Um, And so we are making sure that the town gets cleaned up, that, um, you know, when when we get calls about litter, um, we send a crew out immediately. we have um, a lot of street paving, like I said, and sidewalks getting repaired. We're trying to make sure that people take pride in their community and that we are doing the work of um, maintaining our town. Mm-hmm. And I think what I would I would add is, um, you know, when I first, um, you know, started again um, two years ago, I'm coming on the tail end of my first term. Um, what I heard a lot when we were working on um, a transition plan, when you heard from the community, it was a lot of tra- it was about transparency and accountability, um, making sure that they understood, you know, demystifying government, right? Demystifying local government. And um, what I can say is, you know, because it's it's interesting. I'm an elected official, but I work for the town, right? So it's not not I'm I'm elected and work for the town. So I'm in the building. Um, I'm in the space and I can say when, you know, I first um, took on the position, um, we didn't have some of like the basic things that you need. Um, The investments just weren't there, like in terms of technology, like having infrastructure to build and start to create ways to engage with the community better. Um, For a perfect example, um, technology in terms of online, being able to, so today, when you think about the town clerk's office, um, when you want to get join a board's a commission or you want to be a clerk, you would have to send that information in the mail or send it via email or drop by the office or it just wasn't easy. Um, since then, because we've made these changes and put, you know, we've um our our our, our Microsoft words and you know I, I'm not gonna say all the right words, but all that stuff is better, right? We've improved that. We've made those investments, and because you've made those investments, now people can go online. They can submit this information online. So if you want to be a part of the boards and commission, you don't necessarily have to go that route. That application is online now. If you want to be a clerk and you want to partner and be a part of this team, you can go online and you can do that. So what that does is, so it's it's 
laying a foundation. And if, you know, allowed to keep going, my intent is to make it so we demystify all that. All that information's online, right? We just, um, we're going after like things like um, FOIA software so that when people want to submit FOIA requests, that information's online. It's available to residents. So it allows for people to engage, right? So it's not this thing over there, like this is local government outside of me, but it becomes more community. So um, I'm starting to see that, you know, well, it's been happening. So I'm just excited for where it's going to go. We're not there yet. Like I, I believe we're making all the right steps to get there. And so I just want to see us to continue to move down that path. And that, that you know what, that sets me up for my next question. So if, 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 if you are both elected to, to your your uh sitting jobs current jobs uh what what is the vision moving forward what do you what's what's the what's the big picture like what are you thinking what what will you work on what's the priority that's that's really what i want to say yeah so um we've gotten like i said 30 million dollars in grants and it takes time for um you know we apply for the grant it's awarded and then we have to submit a ton of documentation um to the state of connecticut so that um the money gets released and so we're finally at a point where we've done our rfps and we are going to be able to start those projects and so i am so excited to actually put shovels in the ground and get to work um spending that money um <laughs> so that we um are so grateful from the state of connecticut um but it's it's going to be a lot of work to um see these projects through so um, I'm excited for that. Um, we have the money from ARPA, the um, COVID recovery money, and we have the, the council put together the budget for that. And it's a lot of different um, pots of money uh, um, for us to address some homelessness, um, youth mentorship, um, the um, foundations and new hall. Um, there is just a lot of, there, there are a lot of different programs that we have to get up and running so that we can spend down that ARPA money as well. So um, it's, it's a lot of project management that is going to be going on for the next uh, couple of years and continued financial health. Um, and so, you know, that looks like making sure we have honest budgets, um, that we are staying within uh, the, the spending that's allowed for each of our departments, um, that we're continuing to find ways to save money going out to bid on different vendors. Um, so I, I would say that over the next two years, it's, it's a lot of, um, you know, financial improvement and project management. Hmm. Okay, so so uh, it sounds like uh, Hamden is on the move, uh, and 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 we we are all excited by that. So, what is the best part of the job for both of you? Like when you get up in the morning, you're like, "Gosh, I'm so glad to be the town clerk because I'm so glad to be the mayor because." <laughs> so for me, um, I I have a great team. Like I do. I'm 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 not just saying it. A really great team experience. We had some retirements. Um, we've been able to be fully staffed, which is really great. I'm excited about that. Um, and and that's what who I, I love engaging with the people. I mean, from the phone calls I receive, from the people who walk in the door, um, to me, that's it. Um, 
for example, um, I tell a, a brief story about a, a person who came, um, who, who stopped by the office, probably like my year one, maybe a few months in, uh, he was an individual who was in a wheelchair and um, he had, you know, had to come in and do some work. And um, at the time, I said at the time, because we are changing, we didn't have ability to take credit cards in the office. So what we would need to do is um, he needed to go upstairs to the ATM to grab, you know, to get money. And so what would happen is, is he would, because he was in a wheelchair, he could get into the building. But when you get down to the town clerk is down in the basement. So we had to kind of navigate, open up the door, get him back up, get to the elevator so that he get to the ATM. So it just wasn't easy. Right. So I remember him coming back down and he was like, you guys need to fix this. And I was like, you know what? You're right. He was like, and I believe you're the person that's going to get it done. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. We're going to get this done. So what we did is we put an ADA compliant door. So now when um, anyone who comes in and I see um, parents with the strollers and, you know, all, <laughs> all different types of things, people might be walking in just having, you know, challenges, mo you know, mo mobile challenges, what have you, they can press that ADA, that, that door, that push door, and they're able to get in and out with ease. And so something, something like that, that seems really simple and small, it was, was, was big. And so that's the stuff. I just love hearing the feedback. I'm a problem solver. That's who I've, who I've always been as a project manager and a process improvement person. So I'm always looking for ways to improve, always looking for ways to make things better. I don't ever believe we arrive, right? There's always different transformations and things that you can do to improve on. So for me, more of that, that's the best part for, for me. And it's just engaging in people and always looking for ways and systems, um, ways that we can improve systems, processes, and our interactions with people. Because it's all about community for me. That's why I'm here. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree. I love it when I'm able to help someone um, and improve their life. Um, and I love it when our departments work together and problem solve together. We find so many um, solutions when we have um, different departments working together. So frequently we see engineering work with planning and zoning and um, economic development and public works. So one of the examples that I really love giving is what we highlighted last week, our rain garden in Town Center Park. So our engineering department um, designed all of the um, rain garden, public works and parks, did the work. It was funded through a grant from um, Deep and Save the Sound. And we had community coming together to help do the plantings. Um, it, the, the project hit a little snag halfway through where um, as they were digging, they found a lot of knotweed, which is a weed and an invasive species. And it had to get handpicked out of this huge area. Um, the rain garden is the largest municipal rain garden in the state of Connecticut. And there was a lot of knotweed. Oh, so wow. we had awesome community members coming through and just handpicking out that junk. And, um, and so, it took us a year uh, to build the rain garden, but it's a beautiful addition to Town Center Park. It's an important infrastructure improvement. It cleans our water. Um, it makes sure that the water, you know, is diverted and slows down rather than um, having a, a flooding effect um, downstream. So it's a fantastic project that I really like to highlight that shows how we all work together um, to improve our town. 
Oh, I love that. Now I got to go see this. Like now, <laughs> I don't even live in Hamden, but now I want to. I want to see it because these are the these are the quality of life things that I think people. I think you said it, Karima. When people move into town, you know, they want to know what's available to them outside of just going to work, right? Like, how is the town supporting my needs? You know, where can I put my kid in dance and ballet? And you know, do I have to travel far to? to, you know, to get a good steak, you know what I mean? Like, how, how do I, how do I live in, in Hampton and still, you know, um, um, feel like I'm getting arts and culture and, 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 a, and a way of life that, uh, you know, uh, that, that makes uh, living worthwhile. So I, I like that. So, so, so you're out there knocking on doors. Uh, I'm sure you're going to be doing a little bit more today because tomorrow's the election and you'll be at the polls all day. What What do you want people to know in these last moments for voting and, 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 and the importance of voting? I want people to know that we have an incredible, hardworking Democratic team who has amazing partnerships with the state of Connecticut. And it is just so important for us to get reelected. We can keep the money flowing into Hamden, which, you know, it takes relationships and trust in order for our um, our state senators, state reps to um, work to get this money. And we want to make sure that um, we keep this team in place so that we can continue the good work in Hamden. Mm. And I would just add, yes, so we want to... Um just continue to do the work. Um, what I do love about this team is um, there's diversity in thought, right? Like, um, I don't believe in, uh, you know, just saying, okay, you know, everybody believes in addressing an issue the same way. I believe that when you have diversity of thought, diversity um, with the same values, you get to great solutions. And so I feel like this team is on a path um, to make sure that we are serving all of Hamden, um, serving, um, you know, and providing resources to all of Hamden. And so I believe, um, you know, that, you know, vote row A Hamden Democrats, you see it right there on the screen. <laughs> it's a great team. These are your at-large candidates. Um, so I will just quickly say um, for the Hamden um, team, you have Sean Cardwell in the first district, Jerron Austin in the second, Abdul Osmanu in the third, Sarah Gallagher in the fourth, Rhonda Caldwell in the fifth, Paula Irving in the sixth, Adrian Weber in the seventh, Ted Stevens in the eighth, Barbara Gorham Walker in the ninth. Your at-large candidates are Katie Kylie, Tasha Hunt, Dominique Baez, Lori Sweet, your board of ed, Peter Downhauer, Greta Johnson, and Chris Piscatelli, and of course myself and Mayor Lauren Garrett. I love it. So uh, do y'all have any burning questions for a uh, charter or anything? Do you have any questions on the ballot this year or are we just voting however way we're voting? No yeah, questions. We did that last year. We um, we had a, some big charter changes um, last year. So this year it's get out to vote and vote row Okay. All right. So, so you've been out there, you've seen people, um, you're hearing from people and I, I imagine people are pretty, uh, uh, hype for election in Hamden. What's your voter turnout like in Hamden normally? We do pretty well. Um, so during municipal elections, it's usually um, 35 to 40% turnout and even better for state and national elections. Um, Hamden has really taken on um, 
turning out Democrats. Um, and so while we see um, some of our bigger cities really struggle with voter turnout, Hamden has stepped up to make sure that Democrats are getting elected throughout the state. And um, and it's it's fantastic. It gives us um, a little bit more clout, I think, um, when we have, you know, the governor, lieutenant governor come in. Um, we had uh, Rosa DeLauro, our congresswoman, come in over the weekend with um, with our lieutenant governor, Susan Bysowitz. So we're happy to see all of all of these folks come to to Hamden so that um, we can energize some voters. Well, I think women attract women. <laughs> well, Democrat <laughs> women right. attract Democratic women. Uh, mm-hmm. And I and I think this is a good time for women to sort of be out there um, uh, on the on the campaign trail. Uh, I, I do think uh, uh, um, it's a great test, a great testament to women leadership uh, when you have women in in leadership. Um, and I think uh, actually things get done. <laughs> I'm biased, but I think things get done under under women leadership. Y'all not saying that I'm saying that. So I just want I want people to know that when women when women run, when women lead, when women run, they win. When women lead, uh, everybody's life is better. It's like a rising tide. All the boats uh, rise. So, you know, uh, well, I'm, I'm excited for y'all tomorrow and, uh, um, tomorrow night, um, uh, um, WNHH radio will be, uh, uh, on air for election. Like we do every election. And, uh, and I'm sure we'll hear from somebody in Hampton about, uh, what the polls say and who wins And Okay. So where's the party? I, that's really what I want to know. Where's the, <laughs> where am I, where am I showing up at tomorrow night? <laughs> You're coming to my house. I'm coming to your house. <laughs> all, all of Hamden is coming to your house. So <laughs> that sounds good. So you have a long day. Do you get do you get to the polls? Do y'all are you the first ones to vote tomorrow? Do, do you get there at 6 a.m.? Are you the first one? So um my daughter doesn't wake up at 6 a.m. and she's 18. <laughs> so oh! I, I'm gonna vote with my daughter. Okay, that's wonderful. I used to vote with my children too. I mean, well, I used to bring them. And I yeah. voted with them, I think, the last few years now that they're of age to vote. So that's a that's a nice full circle moment, I think. Yeah. You know, so yeah. All right. I'll be there at 6 a.m. I'll be there at 6 a.m. because, you know, I'll, then I'll be wearing. So today I'm here talking as a candidate. Um, tomorrow I'll be in the office as the town clerk. So I just want to make sure people are clear on the distinction. Um, and so I'll vote first and then I'll I'll be working all day to make sure we're good in terms of all of the duties of the town clerk in elections. Okay. All right. Well, good luck in your races tomorrow. I don't know who you're running against, um, but I just wanted to talk to uh, to y'all and uh, um, I'm going to be chairing and uh, good luck tomorrow and high five. I, I think Hamden is, is, is looking pretty damn good these days. Seriously. Pretty Thank damn you. good. Thank so, all right. You. Thank, Thank you all for the time. Thank, Thank you, you so Beth. Thank you, Harry. All right. All right, everybody. Go vote. Vote, vote, vote. I don't care who you vote for. I'm a Democrat. I would prefer you to vote Democrat, a Democrat. But whatever you are, go on, exercise your right to vote. It's important. So, uh, and this process is important. And democracy is the cornerstone of what we do in this country. So let's go. Thank you all. I'll see you all tomorrow. Vote, all right. Vote. Thank you, <laughs> Thank, you Thank you, Harry. Thank you. Thank you, Harry. <laughs> no!